Yeah. Yeah. Hey yo, man, it's your time. And fuck poverty. This money, man. Fuck you, gotta do. You know what I'm saying? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Phil and Leroy the Judgmental Podcast. What's up, everybody? This your boy Phil in the house. And I'm Leroy. So, how you doing, Phil? I'm doing all right. What's all right? So, so it is what it is. Uh huh. <laughs> well, let's get into it. All right, let's go to Columbus, Mississippi. We got 28 year old Khadijah Michelle Brown has been charged with murder after deputies say. She fatally shot her husband, 28-year-old Jeremy Brown, who she was arguing with on Facebook Live, termed physical. Here's the report. Now, here is uh, our boy Isaiah Carey uh, from Houston. It's a Fox affiliate, I think. He he has that show, Isaiah Factor. Remember when we talked about the uh, the little girl in the thong? Mm-hmm. It's, it's his show. So uh, they're talking about it. He's with a panel of two women, and they're talking about it. Here's the report. Welcome back to the Factor Uncensored. Khadija Michelle Brown is accused of shooting her husband, Jeremy Brown, to death. This happened in Mississippi Saturday morning over the weekend. Now, according to investigators, they got into an argument about him not cooking for the kids before he had to go to work, among other things. That argument turned physical and ended with the fatal shooting, which played out on a Facebook live stream. I ain't really trying to argue at all. I'm just trying to get my... No, no, you want to go tell your family about this about that. You want to do this. I'm trying to leave from over here and clean, man. I ain't trying to argue at all. Now, I have to do a little bit of John Madden commentary. That was, they were arguing. As they were, as she was arguing, she had a gun in her hand. You couldn't really see it. It was like flashed. And when well, they put... I don't think she had the gun at first. I think she went and got the gun. Well, because he had talked about it. Like, you got a gun. You you talking Right, but he didn't say that at first. At first, she was just socking him. She didn't have the gun. And, she went and, to get the gun when he started uh, still getting dressed, ready to roll. And then she was like, you ain't going nowhere. And then the mom, I assume that was her mom there. Yes. Boy, what a help she was. Well, that's what I said. I said, why didn't she jump in the middle and say, calm down, stop hitting him, put the gun down? She ain't say nothing. She just stood on the sideline. Nope. And she's hitting him, and he's not being abusive at all. He's trying to leave and go to work, and she's sitting up there hitting him. And the mom just not really doing anything. Sitting in the kitchen cooking her food. Ain't worried about nothing. Yep. Three three, uh, immature people. Well, the dude wasn't really all that immature. He was just trying to get the hell up out of there. That's what happens when it's collide, and you have a weapon in the possession. All in front of the kids, too. Well, she was cloud chasing because the whole time she was sitting there recording Facebook and live and talking to people in the camera and busting him upside the head on the camera. Like, mm. what more do you have to do, lady? A tragic reminder that men are also or could be victims in, in domestic violence, but we have to watch and see what happens and what plays out in this investigation so we don't want to be quick to say he was a victim of domestic violence. We just don't know what happened. Panda oh, bear. Panda bear. That's panda number one. Let's <laughs> just can't say. He, like, dude, did you, did you watch the video? He's seen it, but, you know, he got the panda for, for the order. shit right now. Happen now. Brown is. I don't think many men his age. I guess. I guess Isaiah is maybe like in his early to mid fifties. Ain't no man his. Ain't too many men his age is sitting around watching Isaiah Factor. <laughs> we know who his fan base is. Well, we just don't know. 
I heard a man that say, leave me alone. Please don't do that. I'm trying to go to work. And she's hitting him, a gun in the, in the possession. The gun, she shoots him. She hooting and hollering about how the gun went off. Nobody said anything about, hey, let's call the police or call the ambulance or anything mm-hmm. like that. And they hooting and hollering. And he told my son, we don't know what happened. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe she said on uh, before she shot him, she said, I'll kill your ass. Like, yeah. you know, just yeah, she did say it. Shit. She yeah. did say it. And then so how she about probably we, didn't mean it, but it's not an accident because you had a gun and you aim, and it was aimed at him. And how about the kid hollering? Well, it's fucked up because the kids saw mom blast dad. What the fuck? Yep. Police custody tonight. That me that being the wife. Police say there was a history of domestic violence between Brown and the victim. They didn't say on on who on which side. Oh my god, man, Sir, that's up. that's that's pander number two. We know because he sound like a clown. She was she was hitting on him, and he because if if you ain't that big and bold, if he was whooping her ass, she wouldn't be that big and bold to be be hitting on him like that. And did you and did you hear how the mom said, "Uh, y'all always call me to put me in in it." Mm-hmm. So who's calling her? He ain't calling her. She is. Mm-hmm. No, he She she starts the shit, and he might have like hit her and stuff, but it was like you know mutual. A mutual mm-hmm. thing. More like he didn't walk up home from work and he didn't sl- slapped her in the face or something like that. It well, was that's just- that old school uh, thinking because that was back in the day when like fucking Archie Bunker and all that shit was like, you know, that time frame. Nowadays, most of the time, it's the females busting dudes upside the head. Right. And we already know we going to jail, so you ain't really trying to hit them back. Uh-huh. Who was committing the domestic violence. Joining me now for the conversation tonight, uh, we have with us trauma therapist Chow Wynn and the Director of Violence Prevention and Training at the Houston Area Women's Center, Michelle Sachs. Good to have you all here on The Factor Uncensored. You know, and, and I, I listened to that video and we all listened, and it, in, in all honesty, you hear her say, I didn't know there was a gun in the chamber, and you hear her say, um, uh, there was something else she said. Well, what was she doing pointing and playing around with the gun? I uh, had the gun out. Said, I didn't mean to pull Trying to be big and bad on camera. But well, it's just, it's it's like we have to figure out what happened here. We just don't know the details. Panda number three. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how you watch this But we do know a couple of things, Isaiah. There's a predictor there. There was a gun in the house and a history of domestic violence. Someone's going to die mm-hmm. with a gun and a history of domestic violence. Whether the perpetrator was the wife or the husband, now we've got a family that's destroyed, kids who have lost one or both of their parents potentially but you're right it could go both ways was the woman the uh, uh, a victim in this case and she perpetrated this crime out of self-defense we know i'm a uh oh i'm gonna take my panda away from her because uh you know that's how women do they always come to each other eat well we just don't take, know taking away nothing. she said then talking about was it self-defense you know it wasn't no self-defense she's yeah. busting him upside the head and then she pulls the gun out right but well you know that's how they do they always come to each other's aid yeah, we always don't pass for doing that shit, though. No, but I'm, a, I'm not going to put her panda. I'm not going to put well, her I, panda. You know, I'll give her that panda shit, too. <laughs> a lot of justified homicides. There are a lot of or, women or coming out. If you don't want to say panda, you got to say uh, woman code. All right. She take the woman code, then. That's better. Out of the Rob prison the system, bullshit. killing their intimate partner or spouses. We just don't know. Was he aggressive? Was she aggressive? My man said, like, please leave me alone. I'm trying to go to work. He talking on the phone to somebody.
Like, I'm trying to go to work. And she's the one that agitating anything. And the mom ain't tell her to shut up or sit down or nothing. She just allow her to keep talking. Now someone's dead and the family is ruined. Because of that history. So the band plays on. But we don't and what, what about the, uh, it looked like the, it sounded like a young girl that was crying, a, a, a child, young mm-hmm. girl's crying. Now what's going to happen when she didn't already seen all this stuff? Then what's gonna happen when she get out in the dating world and all that stuff? She gonna think she that's gonna cool. Be a neighborhood terror too. Yep, she gonna think that's cool that you y'all can hit each other and all that stuff. Know everything quite yet. And we lost the video where we could see maybe what was happening, yeah. but we only hear audio. So what did you ascertain Man, you ain't from lose that? Go on YouTube. It's a uh, panda number four. Uh, there's people. There's there's people that have been convicted off of audio. So what is he talking about? He's a clown. That's panda number four. Well, when you I, heard it. Well, I think when she's saying that she didn't mean to, mm-hmm. right? She didn't mean to pull the trigger. I think it's stating that she had it, right? That she had the gun. But, you know, as Chow was saying, it, it, what we know now is that if there's a firearm in the house and there's domestic violence going on, it can be up to like 500 times as likely that, like she said, someone's going to die. There is going to be a homicide. And it's and typically then, the victim. And when you got... Uh, oh, look at <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, the victim. He was the victim. So, hey, she could be right. She He was the victim. He was the victim of her uh, uh, putting his hands on him. So, so child was right. She didn't stick up no code. No. She's probably talking about... She's probably talking about the, the victim had enough and finally did what she had to do. Yeah, okay. They throw. I know. I'm not saying okay to what you just said. I'm talking about. No, that's what she's saying. Uh In social media, and they're on display for the whole world to see, and they know this. So you get more attitude. You get more uh, violence with people because they know people are watching. Yeah, they're putting the person front and center and saying, "Look at what's happening. The kids are here. The whole world's watching. The internet, my friends, my family members. Now you're more prone to seeing and witnessing the violence. Mm-hmm. So it's not just within the family unit that domestic violence is happening. Now people are exposed. People are terrorized watching this video. And how sad that these kids have lost their parents. We don't know, but we do know a lot about domestic violence. And I think few would dispute that domestic violence is typically crimes committed by men against women. What makes this unusual is the wife pulled the trigger. That's not unusual. This sure enough ain't. So how do you help these children recover from this, Michelle? I need to be on television because I'm not going to, uh, uh, I'm not, I would, I would refuse to do any type of pandering bullshit. I would it is refuse to is. sit there and let them say shit without a, a counter. Right. And it is what it is. Now, now, God giving us the gift, both of us, the gift of sight and the gift of hearing. Okay, you really couldn't see it, everything, but you can hear it. And this guy told my son, we just don't know. There's people that's been in jail for life over audio, over audio footage. So come on now. We heard her and we, she was hitting on him. My man said, can you please leave me alone? I'm trying to go to work. He said that numerous times, numerous times. And she was all up in his face. Mom did nothing. A gun came into play and she shot him. And nobody said, oh, hurry up. Call the police. Call the police. Or anything like that. She talking about come back. Don't don't leave me. Right. After she done blasted his ass. This is, this is a tough road that they have to take. Yeah. No, it's definitely going to take a lot of counseling, a lot of therapy, and a lot of support. 
um, you know, again, we just we don't know what the situation is. Um, they've lost Who's one parent. Don't know shit. <laughs> the other one's, you know, been arrested. Um, so hopefully there's family that can, you know, that can come in and um, and and we talk about adverse childhood experiences. Yeah. Look, I'm a trauma therapist. When you mm -hmm. are uh, in a family where you witness domestic violence, you can either become a perpetrator yourself or you become mm -hmm. a victim. That cycle perpetuates. Well, we just said that. It repeats mm -hmm. itself in the future. Very scary process. And really quick for both of you, when we took a look at what they were arguing over, it was almost frivolous to what we cover typically. Mm -hmm. You know, there is some violence, there's something ugly going on in the family where one family member pulls a trigger on another. But they're arguing what we heard mm -hmm. is him not coming home, cooking for the kids before he goes to work. Yeah, there was probably yeah, a history of other things going on. That was but probably that's what that <laughs> argument was about, child. That's yeah. what they put on on social media and that's what they stream live. It was almost frivolous. Yeah, yeah. it's really unfortunate. Clearly there was something else going on there, right? Definitely. And Grandma I'm cooking, so why you sweat me about coming home cooking? Right. Yeah, of course we know it was more to it than he ain't cooked for the kids. Right. It, it, it almost seemed like she just wanted to be in an argument. She did. And and there's a history, like and you guys well, said. The, the history right there and then I think whatever it is that led to it, right? The decision to even put this on Facebook Live, you know, was it a cry for help? Um, was it like, oh, come on, ma'am. <laughs> you don't go on social media as a cry for help. She could have called the police. She's, she's doing the same thing the Asian lady just did. I was saying to expose it, right, so that other people knew what was going on. It may seem frivolous to us. Yeah, you expose um, how again, you bust him upside the head on a regular and pull the gun on him. Mm -hmm. We don't know what was going on in that house. And Isaiah, I hope that when your viewers are watching and they go, oh my gosh, this woman shot her husband, that at least they know that these things are serious. Guns in the house make you more prone to dying mm -hmm. and that there is help out there. We are talking about it in your very big form. Uh, you know, Michelle works at the Houston Area Women's Center. I'm a trauma therapist. There is help and there is hope to get out of this cycle of violence. All right, ladies, thank you for joining us here on The Factor. All right, that's our boy, Isaiah. Clown. With, his, <laughs> with, that, with the Isaiah Factor. Uh, 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 Isaiah Carey. I couldn't uh, remember his last name. Mr. Isaiah Carey put Isaiah Factor. Panda Bear. He uh, panted four times. He's a clown. You <laughs> just don't know. Like, you, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's you know, panda. First off, everybody that uh, shoot, you know, got guns and stuff. The first thing you know, you learn is never aim a gun at somebody you don't intend to fucking kill. Right. Shoot, you know what I mean? And then you put you don't even put your finger on the trigger until you're ready to pull it. So I don't want to hear this accident finger finger trigger shit. And if, uh, if your and finger's the, in there on the trigger, you ready to shoot somebody. Right. And the gun just went off. Oh, it just yeah. went off. Yeah, oh. you have it out and you pointing it around. So what makes you uh she didn't know it was a bullet in the chamber? It sounded like Alec Baldwin all over again. No. <laughs> he said, Well, I didn't pull the trigger. I didn't it, know it was loaded. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, more of a domestic situation here. Uh, we we're in Houston now. Now Isaiah Carey was is from Houston, but we're in Houston for this report. Uh, DeAndre Flanagan is accused of killing his two-year-old daughters in Zavalia. Uh, Flanagan was upset with his baby mom because she was talking to another man. Here's the report. Good evening to you. We are hearing from the mother of the two. She looks familiar too. I think she worked here. 
year old girl killed at the hands of her own father. Fox 26's Gabby Hart has been following this story from the start, and she joins us live. So, Gabby, what did the family have to say? Oh, I can tell you it was really an emotional interview. This family uh, had tears flowing from their faces as they recalled the moments. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen. This is the mom. Uh, this is an interview with the mom that uh, speaking out on what happened. That the suspect, that they say that suspect, which is the child's father, FaceTimed them, even forcing the mother to watch uh, him injure her child and showing the grandfather that child's bloody and beaten body. Her face was just covered in blood. He hit her with something really hard. And then he, he called me on FaceTime and he showed me that she, he choked her on FaceTime as I was on there. And he told, I said, Trey, that is your daughter. That is your daughter. Stop. That is your daughter. She loves you. I care about her. You care about her like that is your daughter. And he told me his exact words was, you only love that man, so you did this to her. Kirsten Watson tells Fox 26 she's still numb and in shock. Around 10 o'clock Monday morning, her child's father, identified by police as 25-year-old DeAndre Flanagan, stormed into her job at Walmart in North Harris County. He had their two-year-old daughter, Zavea Marie, who had just been dropped off at daycare in his arms, and he began screaming at Watson. He just wanted my phone. He's screaming at me, cursing me out, telling me, what's the passcode? Tell me the passcode or she's going to get it. Like, And I'm telling him the passcode, and I'm telling him over and over and over, but at the end of the day, I guess it just wasn't enough. After he took off with Zavea in hand. Now, my question is, who's this man that she was uh, uh, messing with? I'm assuming that it's cheating on her boyfriend and he was already a fucking loony. So this is how he reacted. Right. And I'm assuming this was uh, someone that he knew. Police say Flanagan took deputies on a 30 mile chase. There's another one where two immature people collide. It probably was one of her co-workers. He said, oh, no, we just co-workers, one of them things. So he already had his suspicions of it. Then came to find out his suspicions was right. But he was already a fucking nutcase. Right. The car eventually came to a stop on Stubner Airline Drive near Veterans Memorial, where officers took Flanagan into custody uninjured. But little Zavea required CPR until life flight arrived. She died at the hospital. And the kid looks just like him, too. He was just such a happy baby, and I just know she's at peace. Watson says in the week leading up to this incident, she had to contact police on three different occasions about Flanagan. But she was told there was nothing they could do. The first day he took he took my child, like I was giving her a bath in the tub. He stormed in, and he took her like out the tub. She wasn't even dressed. And he just took her out the house and drove away in a car. We've been going our separate ways. And I let him be, but he just, he couldn't let me be. He couldn't let me be happy. He couldn't let me move on with my life. This family now sharing their story, hoping it helps someone else. And I wonder about how many others of is around the world right now, around the United States right now, that's having the same problem. That's in the city, that's in the state. We got to help one another. Her, her dad is the dude that uh killed killed her. No, no, no. The, the girl. The the girl's dad is the one that that old man that was talking. No, that's her stepdad. Oh, okay. I thought that was her father. Um, because uh, you know how step stepdads go either way. They can be real concerned, or they can be like, "Hey, they ain't my child." But it was her dad. <laughs> he was in her life. You know what I mean? It might be different. Mm-hmm. You you're in an ab- abusive relationship with this guy, but you still live with him. And you know what I mean? Stepdad ain't stepping in to, to do nothing. That means you keep running back to him. So you probably like, you know what? That's between that's your business. Yep.
Uh, now, that suspect is charged with murder. He was set to appear in court today, but waived his right to appear. I can tell you that a judge set his bond at $1 million. As for this family, they do have a fundraiser set up to help with funeral expenses. You can head over to my Facebook and Twitter pages, Gabby Hart News, for more information on that. Of course, we will stay on top of this story and bring you all of your updates right here. For now, I'm live in downtown Houston. Gabby Hart, Fox 26 News. Sad story there. Yeah, it is. And and when she said he took me, took the kid out the uh, tub wet and just left with the kid like that, no clothes on, she should have been uh called the daycare and be like, he's not allowed to pick my daughter up. Right. She's like off his fucking rocker. Already called the cops on him three times, but she's playing games. You don't get involved with a dude like that and then be fooling around with another dude, knowing how that dude is going to react. Right. That's what it's all about. Like I said, that's what two immature people, when two immature people come collide, now who who paid for it? They, them two are fine. Is the is the daughter they had to pay? The, did, the, she still, did she look like she was maybe she's done doing all the crying? She crying, uh, you know, being upset. But she didn't even look like she was that upset to me. She I wasn't figured, crying. I, I she figured, didn't have that face like she was so hurt and and, and distraught. Right. I figured you was gonna say uh, no tears. She, she uh, no tears coming out. Tears mean uh, a lot, man. When people are so, hurt, they cry, especially females. But there, there's uh, here's the the mom. She's a young girl. Uh, she uh, eventually she'll probably get with the dude that she messing with, and they'll probably have another kid. So, and then we got my man here that's in jail. Well, hell, he gonna get a uh uh three hots in the cot. Mm-hmm. So so he fine. He don't have to worry about how I'm gonna pay for this health insurance or how I'm gonna pay for these bills or anything like that. So. Like I said, he probably, won't, he probably won't make it out of jail. Yeah, somebody, so, somebody gonna find out. You know, all because all it's gonna take is, oh, you in there with that dude that beat that girl up? Somebody call calling one of their family members. Because <laughs> you know how these people in jail, they don't like to tell what's going on, but it's people on the outside that know. Right. So you find out like who they locked up with. You like, oh shit, yeah, that's what he did. And then, you know, them them dudes in jail don't like that shit. Well, can't you ask for your paperwork? Like, yo, where's your paperwork? What you mean? And can't. Can't they ask like another inmate can ask another inmate about your paperwork? Uh, I think that's like one of them unwritten rule things. But that's what I said. Like so, so by him don't fucking up this little kid like that, you don't want nobody to know that. But somebody on the outside is gonna say, "Well, damn, ain't that dude down there that just fucked up his daughter? Who?" And actually, you know, you're gonna tell they're gonna tell somebody, and then they're gonna fuck you up. All right, we going to Loganville, Georgia. Jamira Sampson, a former manager at McDonald's, is accused of getting a 15-year-old worker pregnant. Jamar is a regular sex offender, uh, a registered sex offender, not a regular sex offender. He was a sex offender <laughs> in uh, Florida. He was you a sex of- right. <laughs> a regular sex offender. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a sex offender in Florida. So I guess he moved to Georgia and tried to change his life, and he went to McDonald's, and oh boy, you could choose, make your pick. And I'm, 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 uh, we listen to this because this is way common too. When you go into these, uh, type of stores like this, fast food restaurants or the, the, the dollar store, there's always this grown ass man and he's like surrounded by uh, these young girls. And, uh, that it's like that's all they will hire is like these young girls, like the, a 15 year old, a 15 year old boy have a, must have a hard time finding a job. Because these little stores like this, every time I go into them, there's always like a bunch of young girls in there. And mm-hmm. it'd be this old ass man. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the report. 
Now, a Channel 2 Action News exclusive, a manager at McDonald's accused of getting a teen worker pregnant. He is a registered sex offender. Investigators say that Jamira Sampson worked for a McDonald's in Loganville. Channel 2 investigative reporter Mark Winnie spoke with the victim's mother, who is suing now McDonald's. And lawyer Boy, this Mark Wan, you don't see him that old doing a uh, uh, reporting on the street like this. Has he filed this lawsuit? Yes, for money for a 16-year-old who needs it now that she has a baby by a former McDonald's manager and convicted sex offender who allegedly fathered the child when the young woman was underage, but also in hopes it can prevent this happening to someone else. We begin with her mom. Oh, God. My heart broke so many, so many places, so many ways. The mom, who says she wants us to hide her face to protect her daughter, says that daughter was excited to suit up in the uniform of a McDonald's employee at just 15 years old, but now she's bringing suit in her daughter's behalf after the mom alleges a convicted sex offender working in management at the McDonald's. I was infuriated. Impregnated her child. I thought he was uh, vetted, but come to find out, he was a registered sex offender. The suit is against I, oh McDonald's Corporation. I thought he was vetted. <laughs> so let's say he wasn't a sex offender and he still was a grown ass man fucking banging your 15 year old daughter that got nothing to do with nothing true mcdonald's usa llc and two firms that oh uh if y'all didn't catch it ladies and gentlemen the mom is suing uh the mcdonald's because he because uh well the kid need need things so i guess that's that's why she's suing for and of course that she's in is in the right because uh they should have did a background check. If they would have did a background check, this would automatically popped up that he's a sex offender. Now how in the hell that you was uh, a registered sex offender and around teenagers like this? And see, uh see when you said that, I was like, is that's kind of a tricky slope because you said all McDonald's and stuff like they have those programs where they hire these minors and shit. Yes. And then it's like a job where any fucking dude out of jail can get. So how can it's like it's like it's bound to happen with these fucking type of weirdos. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. you're gonna hire them with they even with their background. You can't say we're not hiring you because you're a you know a registered sex offender. But can a registered sex offender be around children? Right. So what I'm saying is, what if what if he got the job first? Because he's the manager, right? No, he was in. This is in Georgia. He was a he was a sex offender in Florida. So right, I understand that. So now you in another state or something, so maybe it didn't pop up on his radar. But what I'm saying is he was like the manager, wasn't he? No, it popped up in Georgia also. I thought they said he was the manager. No, he is the manager. No, but I'm saying that they they it popped up in Georgia also that he's a sex offender. Right, no, I no, guess so what when I'm he saying, moved. Right, I understand what you're saying. So what I'm saying is, so he's the manager. Summertime rule around when they open up all these slots for, you know, uh, minors out of school and stuff to work, you know, part-time or whatever. So then they, they hire all them young girls. You're not going to find, like, of age people looking for those jobs. Most of the people that get those jobs are young. So I don't know, like, how can you stop that predator from being around the young girls? Don't hire nobody young? Don't hire him. Well, that's what I'm saying. He already had the job. They, they'll get into uh, the legalities and all that stuff you're talking about. Is located at 4638 Atlanta Highway, Loganville. It alleges McDonald's employees across the country, many of them teenagers, are telling stories of routine and severe sexual harassment and abuse. There's a number I'm not of surprised. Cases around the country. And suggest in February 2020. Uh, like I say, these well, type you of... Got, you got the older co-workers hitting on them. You got the guys that come in McDonald's that hit on them that's trying to get their food hitting on them. Right.
So it's bound to happen. Right. Like I said, all these stores, the Dollar General, Family Dollar, mm-hmm. uh, fast food restaurants, there's always an older man around these young girls. They all young, all the younger, and they're girls. They never like do. It'd be, it'd be a guy in there to play, but only they only had the players in the back. Uh, doing the cooking <laughs> and the fries and all that stuff. Yep. But everybody in the front is a young girl. <laughs> the, the the players is the only ones that be in the back uh, making the making a a, a burger and all that. And fucking yep. sweat the burgers and dipping fries. Yeah, no interaction with the uh, the community. <laughs> nope. <laughs> the young woman at the focus of this case was 15 years old when she applied for employment at what she understood was Loganville McDonald's and in about August 2021 started her employment. The suit suggests she was subordinate to who she understood was a manager trainee or supervisor of the Loganville McDonald's, Jamira C. Sampson. We found Jamira Sampson on both Georgia and Florida sex offender sites. The Florida entry lists lewd or lascivious molestation, victim 12, 15 years old, and what looks like lewd, lascivious battery sex with victim 12 to 15 years old. Plaintiff's attorney Mel Hewitt says Sampson was convicted years before he was hired by the Loganville McDonald's, and he was on the sex offender registry when hired. You're not against convicted felons getting work. No. See, that's what I was saying. No, I'm really not. The suit suggests that Samson allegedly began sexually assaulting the young woman at the workplace in the parking area and in other locations off the Loganville McDonald's property. He began grooming her, ended up uh, getting what certainly everyone's going to claim is consensual sex, but she's 15 years old. She's not legally able to consent. She cannot, not in the state of Georgia. That was a beautiful grandson. We got a statement attributable to Tiffany Boyd, Senior Mm -hmm. Vice President Mm -hmm. and Chief People Officer, McDonald's USA. Quote, there is simply no place under the Golden Arches for the type of conduct alleged. Oh, there's simply no place under the the Golden golden Arches. arches. (laughs) You're trying to be funny. complaint and it is deeply troubling to us all as a leader within this company i know how but he he diddled her on their property so it, it was actually under the golden arches so what the hell is she talking about what the hell is tiffany boyd talking about important it is that every restaurant fosters a culture of safety and care as a mother whose child has proudly worked at our local mcdonald's i feel this on a very personal level your child worked in one of them fancy uh, McDonald's as you, the vice, senior vice president. <laughs> like our franchisees, we understand that it is a... She ain't had to go through nothing like this. So for every employee to feel safe, respected, and included. Last year, McDonald's implemented its global brand standards, where all restaurants worldwide are assessed and held accountable to a set of standards addressing topics like harassment prevention and workplace safety. The introduction of these standards was a critical step in protecting every person working at a McDonald's restaurant. A statement attributable to Bruce Vinny, McDonald's owner-operator says the allegations made in this lawsuit are disturbing and this employee no longer works at our restaurant. I'm pretty sure he don't. Safe and respected when they come to work. We hold safe and respectful workplace training and we always have an open door for employees to raise concerns. Providing a safe, respectful and inclusive workplace is critically important to us. By phone, I reached a person who indicated it was Jamira Sampson. He suggested he can't say yes or no whether McDonald's knew about his background, but an individual who got him hired at the McDonald's did no. He said allegations he messed with a young woman at the job where there were cameras are a lie. He indicated he did work as an assistant manager at McDonald's in Loganville, but he ended up leaving that McDonald's because allegations were going around about him and two young women, and considering his background, he did not want to risk Oh, them. bullshit. You was messing around with them them young girls, and they court you. Stop it sounded like, it sound like the one joint he was like uh, on camera, so that's the key word on camera. Well, I was messing with it, but not on camera what they talking about. That's rumors. Right.
Uh, how the hell did this baby get into play? If he, <laughs> if he, the uh, immaculate conception? Getting in trouble. He suggested a young girl who worked at the Loganville McDonald's lied to him about her age, telling him she was 17, but he did not have a relationship with her. Oh, bullshit. If you didn't know, you the damn assistant manager. You could look in her paperwork and see how old she was. Don't <laughs> give me that. Like, you just just working here. You know, you the assistant mm -hmm. manager. you like, oh, okay, she talking. Let me go and see how old she is. With her or anyone under age. He says though there are two charges listed in the lawsuit, both came from one case, and he's been hardworking and has stayed law-abiding since his release from prison. I haven't I haven't diddled any young girls since I came out of prison. Oops, not them three in McDonald's. We ain't counting them. <laughs> now Loganville Police Chief Dick Lowry says his department has an open investigation pertaining to a juvenile female whose mother reported her juvenile daughter was pregnant by a registered sex offender who worked with the daughter at the Loganville McDonald's. Uh, Samson told me, by the way, he did eight and a half years in prison in Florida because he admitted to something he didn't do to protect a relative. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so you telling me that you would go to jail and be known as a convicted sex offender because you're protecting a family member? That's bullshit. <laughs> It appears you mean protecting your family member. So your family member did it. And you took the you took the heat for it. That's what he's it trying to imply. Make sense. Exactly. <laughs> so now I got to be registered in every damn st state that I'm a registered sex offender for some shit you did. That's some bullshit. Right. You did that shit. Right. And then you get in a relationship uh, with a with a lady. You know what the ladies do? They like uh, they own personal uh, Snoop Dogs. Mm -hmm. They get the they get the Google in your name, and here you go. You pop up. You on the damn sex offender list. That's all right. That don't stop girls from messing with him. Shit, look at Nicki Minaj. Uh, true, true. <laughs> On the Georgia sex offender registry because of the Florida case. Reporting live in Loganville, Mark Winnie, Channel 2 Action News. Now, yeah, um, that's uh, very common at those places. We'll go, it's, fucked, about to it's, it's fucked up because a lot of these girls, first off, at 15, there's probably a lot of girls at 15 saying that they're 17 bumping it up. I don't believe they said that shit to them, but that sounds like some bullshit. But at 15, you know right from wrong. Mm -hmm. So these girls must don't got no uh, father figure in their life. Oh, yeah. Talk to them, to, to do anything with them. Because, like, if, if Ava was working at McDonald's, I mean, she's too young right now to know what's going on. But I'm going to have conversations with her. She's 15 and she's working at McDonald's and some old-ass guy hit on her. Hopefully she would tell me about it and then I would go up there and beat his ass and check him. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you don't... The the old guy say something to you, you 15, you get to smile, and next thing you know, you're in a relationship with him. Like, you know that's wrong, and for these girls that still do that shit, I don't want to hear this grooming stuff. This, this is something that they want to do. No, but, now you know, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. You know these older men do groom uh, young girls in that in that manner. I see your point. Until you got up to that, that, that you don't believe in grooming. I believe no, you no, may no. have I'm saying. Group. I'm saying grooming in this situation here, not overall. Like in this, how much grooming can you do at McDonald's when y'all work there? I don't know, four to eight hours a day. He's grooming you while you at the register. 
No, he can groom her saying that, oh, how nice of a guy he is and, oh, I'll treat you special. Oh, you so pretty and all that stuff. Now, oh, here yeah, you well, go. That's, that's, you, well, that's you, just hitting on. I don't call that grooming because he's hitting. No, it's hitting. On, it is grooming on her. If you're an older man and this is a young girl and you know how you know the mentality of a young girl, like, oh, wow, this this older man is uh so well, attracted to me. That's, so when, that's I look at, when I when I look at the group, well, yeah, as a part of it. But I, when I look at I look at the big picture. So when they say grooming, I say like buying her stuff treating her real nice, spending time with her. So I don't see this girl spending a lot of time at McDonald's with this person besides working. Uh, after work, and he could have bought her stuff. You know, and, and that's it with the buying things. You know, it don't take much to impress a young girl. All you got to do is buy her some sneakers well, yeah, and well, get her hair well, done. Well, 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 if you add that in the mix, then yeah, that's part of the grooming. I wasn't looking at like this being there. I'm thinking he, she's coming to work, he's hitting on at work, and then after they locked up doors, they're doing what they do. At the right. job, and you know what I mean, and then they're going about their business. Oh boy, he was ha- he was like so happy, boy, did working there with all around him. Yeah, you know, say- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to laugh because it, it ain't funny. <laughs> the guy, the guy, it should have been best around with young girls. But boy, he just was just happy. He was what boy, if he had to be at work at eight o'clock, I guarantee you he was there at seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, these men better raise their daughters right. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, there's no father around because they McDonald's will settle. McDonald's will give that mom some money and she'll they'll settle. Yeah, yeah. Now we're we're still in Georgia. This is Fulton County, Georgia. A former a Georgia former detention officer, 36 year old Kawana Jenkins, was fired and arrested at the video of her and the inmate getting freaky on a contraband cell phone. Now, here's the uh, the clip that I'm assuming that the uh, would it be the uh, Georgia police or whatever released. Um, I'll do a little play by play on. That's her. I believe that he was uh, penetrating her with her hand with his hands. And that, that's why she's in like that position. It's like she's like slumped down mm-hmm. and Slump way uh, down in here, finger banging her. Yeah, that's what I think. So, and do you see how her eyes and stuff looked? Now, this is this is a, a the person that's talking is a a, a a officer. She has her damn uniform on, so I'm assuming it's in the office of the jail. Now she being freaky, but putting her her uh, his fingers in her mouth. I'm assuming that's probably the fingers that he was a uh, 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 penetrator. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her old dancing self. Oh, good. Oh, good. I love that one. <laughs> now that's all her. They book hit her with every fucking thing in the book too. Now, here's the report coming up. (laughs) A sexually explicit cell phone video now. I don't want to have him make no comment on uh, this reporter, Carolyn Greer. (laughs) Do you know where I'm going or? Yes, leave her alone. Uh, Give me a hint. No, just come on. (laughs) I'm facing some very serious charges. The video shows 36-year-old Kawana Jenkins engaged in a lewd act, and the Fulton County Sheriff's Office says it was with an inmate. Channel 2's Audrey Washington's live at the Fulton County Jail. Audrey, you spoke with the now former officer's mother. Right, and she was clearly very upset when she spoke with me. Now, according to the Fulton County Sheriff's Office, that cell phone with that explicit video on it was actually found during a shakedown right here inside the Fulton County Jail. It's like, um, they setting these women up for failure. 
they setting these women up knowing that they would nine times out of ten they would do something like this. But my thing is, it's the same shit we just talked about with the fifteen year old. He's a grown ass woman. They know right from wrong, and right and uh, female CEOs been banging inmates for God knows when since the beginning of time. Shit, even on that show, uh, the Shay Watch locked up, uh, love after lock up. One mm-hmm. of the girls on the show was a, a correction officer that got fired because she fell in love with the inmate, and they're on this TV show. So this should be going on forever. Yeah, it's like uh, w- women correctional officers should not be around male prisoners. And I think I think these uh, female correctional officers they sit there and they get a uh, hit on and and flirted with all day long. So they loving their job because they probably don't get that attention outside right. of work. You know right. what I mean? Uh, and these smooth talking inmates been working on their game for years behind bars, so mm-hmm. they know what to say. And uh, they fall for the okie doke. They uh attention and these uh these inmates is reading romantic novels and all that stuff, so they know how to talk to talk to women. And um, can we make a comment about this uh Kawana Jenkins looks? No, can we go with the story? N- no, she ain't the best. Uh, uh, I mean, she's not uh, a supermodel. Let's just put it like that. Respect, Man, respectfully, story. she's she's not. Uh, so here's these dudes walking around talking about how good she look and all this stuff, and you know that turns her on. Well, look, and being in the military was the same way. We had girls that you wouldn't even look at twice. You know what I mean? But guys were still hitting on them and flirting with them, and they was fooling around and banging all them dudes. Yeah. So it's like some of these girls is plain Jane, but these guys are gassing their head and making them seem like they're so fine and beautiful. That tension that they probably never got in their life. So they don't mm-hmm. know what to do, and they fall for it. Yep. Detention officer uniform to a Fulton County Jail jumpsuit. 36-year-old Kawana Jenkins now... And she looked way older than 36, too. Charges. This week, Fulton County Sheriff's deputies arrested mm-hmm. Jenkins after an explicit cell phone video involving an inmate surfaced. We blurred and stopped the video before the more graphic part, but the yeah. actual video, you can see. No, that was me uh, with Whoa. the video. That was from Worldstar. Uh. <laughs> Jenkins sitting in her uniform. Then a man's finger appears near her mouth. She next performs a sexual act on the man's <laughs> finger before the video abruptly ends. Now, now I got a question. Do they got more videos so they know who it is? Yes, uh, there's well, they'll get into that. She uh, I was gonna say she could have just said that was me playing around with my own finger or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, they, they'll get into that. Um, we'll continue. On. She's a dumb mess because why she let him record to begin with? That's just what I was thinking. Why in the hell would you let, let him record knowing good and well that they do sweeps and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then somebody gonna find that video? And well, then that's number one, and number two, then you know, good and well, he didn't show everybody, uh. Yep. <laughs> Everybody on his block, what he uh-huh. didn't do. <laughs> and then you got snitches. They'll be quick to say, hey, I'll give some information on one of your corrections. You can lighten on my sentence. Yeah. Wednesday, we went to Jenkins' home for comments on the situation. Her mother responded through the door. Hi, Miss Jenkins. This is all you want to do. the fuck away from my door. That was her. That was Kawana mm-hmm. Jenkins. Officials with Go lie and say that's our mother. The sheriff's <laughs> office told us deputies initially found the contraband cell phone and subsequently the lewd video during a shakedown of the Fulton County Jail. 
In a statement, Sheriff Pat Labot wrote, quote, as sheriff of Fulton County, I am committed to transparency and to holding each and every employee accountable to the oath they have taken to protect and serve our community. The actions of this one individual are certainly not a reflection of the men and women of the Fulton County Sheriff's Office. Tuesday, a judge granted Jenkins bond. Still, Jenkins faces improper sexual contact and cruelty to inmate charges. And the sheriff's office confirmed that the office did uh, fire Jenkins. As for this incident, we are still asking whether or not this is her first incident involving an inmate. She, we have not she looked very comfortable there. Ain't her first time. Oh, hell no, ain't the first and right time. now we are live here right outside of Fulton County Jail here in Northwest Atlanta. Audrey Washington, Channel 2 Action News. All right. Now, this the second part is... Um, in the same uh, Fulton County Jail, the inmates was caught with with uh, smuggled steak dinners and other contraband. Now, this is kind of like a second part to, uh, and they're talking about the uh, video, which you uh, mentioned about Kawana Jenkins. Here's the report. Inmates at the Fulton County Jail are pursuing. And there's our girl there. Is it Courtney Bryant? or more likely paying officers and other staff members uh, to purchase restaurant meals and bring the food to the floors at the jail. Yes, that violates policy. And we have video of steak dinners that the inmates clearly enjoy. Living large. Yeah. Biggs continues his look at misconduct inside the facility with staffers being the culprits. So up at the security desk. Look at my man here. Go ahead there, Mr. Diggs. <laughs> At the jail, the screeners have to watch not just what the public may try to bring in, but also their fellow deputies and all of the other. Like, he looked way too old to be doing street reporting. He should be in, the, in, in there next to uh, uh, Courtney Bryant. I think our last name is Bryant. Other employees. When a typical jail menu gets to be mundane, some inmates have options. They can stir the menu by having an officer or other staffer go get them restaurant fare. Authorities are looking at this video showing Fulton inmates preparing to consume a restaurant meal. I'd be pissed. Damn, I'd be like, look, big ass steaks. I'd be like, don't record me doing this shit. Like, you already setting yourself up for trouble. Well, that's, that's them recording themselves, putting that shit on live and Facebook and all that shit. They like yeah, bragging right. shit about how large they live in. Into the jail. Because, you know, uh, uh, the Georgia higher uppers don't know anything about Facebook or TikTok or or, or, or uh, Instagram. <laughs> but the guards, all the shit they get smuggled in jails and they get allowed, the guards bringing that shit into them. Oh, yeah. For a fee, of course. Yeah. Now, a steak dinner will probably be like, what? Those are big steaks, like you said. So I'm assuming it's about and 40. And two of them. You got two big-ass steaks. Right, 40. It's got to be at least like probably like fucking $70, that platter. All right, so now you want me to smuggle in for you 200 Yeah. Where are you know. getting all this bread from? Uh, you could ask somebody to cash app it to you. Mm, hey, yo, cash app. Yeah. Up cash apps and shit. Books. Yep. Hey, yo, cash app $200, the uh, dial sign blankety blank. All right, I got your money. I'll bring it to you tomorrow. What prisoners can persuade or pay staff to provide has expanded. 
whoever that might be is now cooperating with the criminal base to bring in everything from cell phone cigarettes and now even steak dinners. <laughs> a spotlight is on the All you got to do, see, and they person. can stop this if they wanted to, but they all getting kickbacks from this shit. Oh, yeah. All you got to do is fucking pat down all your, your uh, CEOs that come in there. And if they got steak dinner, that better be for their lunch. And you got cameras everywhere, so you'll see the pass off when it happened. Yep. Now, after video surfaced of one female officer shown in a compromising, intimate exchange with an inmate whose hand is visible in one sequence, a different clip shows Kawana Jenkins sitting on the inmate's lap saying, give them to me, give them to me, as said D.O. Jenkins gave inmate a set of Cartier glasses while licking and kissing on his right <laughs> cheek facial hair, Damn, according girl. to Fulton County. Yes, our girl was going all out, huh? documents now y'all gonna write each other <laughs> pat labiat is making sure the terminated officer is prosecuted for violation of oath of office and other charges as for steak dinners getting to the floors he wrote the delivery of outside food to inmates at the Fulton County Jail is strictly prohibited. Any employee who violates protocol and or allows a breach in security is disciplined, according to department policy. The problem for jail commanders is the amount of money some inmates have available to dole out for favors. So how much money are we talking about? Let's take a cell phone, for example. You get a prisoner one of these, that's $2,000, perhaps even a little bit more. Sources are telling me that there are several individuals here who... Uh, you're going to have to give me more than $2,000, because uh, does it does it have to mean what... Cause can this be a cell phone from, like, Walmart, or yeah, does it mean... It's a burner phone. It's not true. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. So a Walmart phone is, like, what, like 100, 150 Man, you can get a little burner phone, uh... 60 bucks, 50 bucks. Okay, now, and they charging them two grand. Okay, now that's a hell of a jump there. Mm -hmm. We have either broken the policy or broken the law. From Northwest Atlanta, I'm Morris Diggs, Fox 5 News. We could call that a street entrepreneur, but shit, they gonna get in trouble. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, I just mentioned street entrepreneur. Street entrepreneur, get your money, do your thing. Those people are just hating on you. Here we go. We got an old lady here. We got 66-year-old 60, 60, Vera Liddell, a food service director for Harvey School District 152, has been charged in the theft of $1.5 million worth of food, mostly chicken. Obviously, you already know her racial. <laughs> That's why my marketing never got no damn chicken. <laughs> that Obviously, you know her racial background if all she took was chicken wings. Here's the report. A former South Suburban school lunch lady is now facing criminal charges accused of stealing more than a million dollars worth of chicken wings. WDN's Andrea Medina has that story for you. Man, you know that reporter just wanted to just this bust out. On. You know he just wanted to just bust out laughing when he said that chicken <laughs> wings. Oh, I know who this is. For about a year and a half, what the school worker allegedly did with a large amount of chicken wings is still unknown. But she's in custody at the Cook County Jail and is accused of placing unauthorized purchases separately from the district's legitimate orders. 
66-year-old Vera Liddell is a former Harvey School District 152 employee. She's at the center of a major theft scheme that brewed during the COVID-19 pandemic when students weren't allowed in the classroom. Liddell worked for Harvey Schools for more than a decade. She was a food services director, but after her tenure, she was hired as a consultant in July 2020. In that role, she was in charge of placing food orders. Between July 2020 to February 2022, Cook County prosecutors allege she used her position to embezzle $1.5 million from the school district. Court documents accuse Liddell of ordering more than 11,000 cases of chicken wings from the district's food provider, Gordon <laughs> Food Service, GFS, and picking them up with the district's cargo van. At this time, it's not clear what Liddell did with them. But a oh, we know what she did with them. She sold it around in her neighborhood and businesses. Hey, look, if y'all want some chicken, I can get it. I don't know how much chicken calls, chicken wings calls. Well, it's going to be much cheaper. So she stole $1.5 million worth. Bet you she probably only got about, if you add everything up, she probably only got $30,000 worth. <laughs> <laughs> Proffer presented at her bond hearing last week says the food was never brought to the school or provided to the students. It goes on to say even though the children were learning remotely, the school district continued to provide meals for the students that their families could pick up. The scheme was uncovered. Mistake number one. That's what you should have did. It's one thing if you do something like that, you always got to have food on standby. Well, here go the chicken. These kids was fucking it up. And at least you got something that you can say like, here go the, you know, don't don't just don't do it all. You know what I mean? Right. Even if you split it down the middle half, you took half, you kept the other half at the school that she was cooking and giving out. At least it would be harder to prove like you stole. You know what I mean? Right. Because Man, she, they don't cover their tracks. They just fucking rip everything off. She got the chicken and didn't even take it to the school. Right. And, and they go get it and shit. Right. Right. She did too much. Because mm -hmm. they get I guess you figure that I'm in charge of all this. Nobody will find me. Right. But it's always somebody over your head. And and if this is like uh, how the military do when we used to like order like supplies and shit, if they gave her like a big ass box of chicken, when you open it up, a lot of times it's separated in like little baggies. Shit, she mm -hmm. could open up. She could have ordered all that chicken in every case she had. What they say, eleven? What was that eleven thousand or something? Yeah. Every case she had, took out a couple bags out, but keep the, the shit at the school. You know what I mean? Right. 2022 by the district's business manager during a mid-year audit. The manager found the district was $3,000 over its budget and were only halfway through the school year. Court records reveal the manager discovered individual invoices signed by Liddell for massive quantities of chicken wings, an item never served to students because they contain bones. Uh, mistake number one, she should have just said got uh, chicken tenders or some shit. Whatever's on the menu, that's what you work with. Yep. Parents say it's upsetting to know someone may have selfishly taken the funds intended to nourish students. Uh, this is the area that we live in. We live in, in like, you know. Um, oh, you know, she street. got. You bought a case. I, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, she's like, damn, man. She, Mr. Dell got caught. Like my like, chicken hookup. Yeah. Man, I, we was fucking up chicken up during the pandemic, too. <laughs> <laughs> Go talk about something. It's a shame. Oh, it's just such a shame. Guarantee you, we got school district property to the school district in your refrigerator. <laughs> middle class, lower than middle, middle class in this area, so it really don't surprise me that somebody would try to get over. But 
it's kind of sad. Others claim it's not surprising to know a trusted person in their community would do such thing, but they're hoping the district enforces effective oversight over the financial activities of the district. I just feel that um the oh you know player here yeah, definitely right got that here. chicken oh. yeah <laughs> yeah you know you know definitely he got some of that chicken all the things one phone call what she got the hookup on the chicken yeah the number uh-huh. you know everybody calling to get the hookup yeah sit here and act like you in the on the news talking about it's, it's a shame they doing this yeah because you know that was that that money and stuff was for the kids and then what the kids going to eat the chicken that you got in your refrigerator. <laughs> Yeah. People that was watching over that money or who jobs it was, um, they need to be um, looked at because that shouldn't happen. The Harvey superintendent is aware of the charges but declined to speak on camera or give a comment because it is an ongoing investigation. Liddell's next court date is February 22nd. Reporting in Harvey, Andrea Medina, WGN News. This was a while ago. Um, uh, I don't know what happened with the case or anything. I couldn't find anything. But shout out to her feeding the hood. She definitely was. Like, <laughs> shit, I wish I had her number at the time. She was around here. Yeah. Give me a case of chicken. They was like, shit, Miss Liddell, Miss Liddell got some chicken. Man, you can get a whole box of chicken for $10. It'd be like, I remember like real back low. in the day when you go to the bar and like people coming in with all types of shit like that, meats and, and seafoods and. All types of shit. They used to just come through the bar trying to sell real quick. You used to say, like, damn, where'd he get all this shit from? Uh, and my uh, uh one of my step pops, he uh he used to work uh DJing at a bar all, all the time. Then one day he came home with this big ass box of cheese curls. Man, this box had to be like the biggest box of cheese curls I've ever seen. And it was like all individual bags in there. Right. Man, we was eating cheese curls for like two, three months straight. <laughs> <laughs> Now, imagine where that came from. Somebody must have snatched it off the truck, the delivery truck, and sold it to him at the bar. Yep. Uh, well, real quick, um, real quick sports report. Um, Jimmy Kemsky, our boy, uh, Jimmy Kemsky, a third, a third member of the Judgmental Podcast, since we all mentioned him. Did someone asked him about this? Uh, I'm asking you because I really don't know much about uh, college football. Uh, someone asked him about this. Emmanuel Forbes is 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 he the best cornerback in a draft? And uh, Jimmy Kimsky said he he is, but uh, this guy is six one, one hundred and sixty six pounds. That can't be right. D- it probably d- is right. He's a light ass dude. Remember, Deshaun Jackson was only one hundred and seventy pounds coming in the league. But he's it's a wide right receiver though. But this is a, a cornerback. Yeah, no, I. It's probably his. He's probably fucking skinny as shit because cornerbacks are most of the, most of the skinniest dudes on the field. So he's skinny as shit. He got the would you say six one? Yes. That's a good height, but the weight is fucked up. You want your your cornerback to at least be about one ninety two hundred. Right. And I'm I'm reading that. I'm like, this can't be right. That can't be his his uh weight. One hundred and sixty six pounds at six one. Yeah, it's probably right. I would uh I wouldn't draft a cornerback like that out of college. Uh, so would you draft them and, uh, uh, you wouldn't draft them at all or no, for me to, for me to draft a quarterback, a cornerback, it would have to be like some top tier, like a uh, Charles Wilson type winning the highest men, won the championship, like doing kick returns. It's gotta be one of those type of cornerbacks, but just a solid or a good cornerback. Then no, because it's, it's so hard for a cornerback. That's one of the positions It's going to take some time to develop. And do you have time to let him? struggle or sit the benches first two three years because mm-hmm. after the third fourth year now it's time to pay him 
Right. What if he what if he ain't developed into that stud yet that you wanted after the third year? Do you still pay him the for that potential or do you let him go and then try over again? I'd rather get a young cornerback that's in the league that's already proved itself. Mm-hmm. That's one position I wouldn't mess with in the draft unless it's one of like I said, one of them outstanding like dudes like Charles Wilson type. Right. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, do you want any Sixers talk? Cause boy, you've been going off all week long about uh, <laughs> your boy and B. <laughs> well, I was talking to uh, Michael because uh, Mike is a big Sixers fan, and then I saw uh, Danny posted something. So then me and Danny started, and most of the stuff that I talked to Danny about, then I would screen it and show it to Michael, so he would comment. So I had like two conversations going on at the same time mm-hmm. because Michael swears out that uh, and B's got got Ralph MVP the last two years. I'm trying to tell him when you don't play games, you don't win MVP. Right. You can't take all those games off. You he's never he played 68 games one time. All the other times he's played 64 or less. Where these other guys is playing 70, 80 games, you you can't compete with that. Right. Where they say the best ability is availability. And Embiid mm-hmm. is always missing to games. Now that was a big matchup. And a lot of people was talking about like Charles and all of them. Everybody was talking about it. And then Embiid posted that day talking trash about, like, the MVP vote in and this and that, and other people got more pressure than me, and then he turned around and not play. If anything, you should have played in that game, bust your ass to show the world why you're the better center. You know what right. I mean? But for right. some reason, and that's what I try to tell Danny, because Danny's saying he's hurt. I'm like, well, when is he not hurt? Because he played all the, he played six straight games, then it was the Denver game, he, he uh, supposedly hurt, and then after that game, he plays the next game. So it makes it seem like you're not hurt. And if you knew that game was coming up, how about take one of them bullshit days off against one of them other teams so you're ready for that game? People was but, looking for that matchup. So you'll come in here and bust our ass, get 17 rebounds, like 28 points, and like nine assists. Like That's that's what's sticking people here when they think MVP. They think, what have you done lately? Mm-hmm. And what they say, Embiid hasn't played in uh, Denver since 2019. So every time it's a Denver game in Denver, he's all of a sudden hurt. That can't altitude. be a coincidence. He don't want to go there. Well, if it's an altitude problem, then won't he just play instead of 30 minutes? Won't he just play like 25? Yeah, he just don't want to go there at all. That's what it seemed like to me. Since 2019, I think they had five games, maybe mm-hmm. four games in Denver, and all of those games he missed. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Danny was saying, well, it's in B. What do you got to be scared of? He cook him every time. I said, I agree. He cook him in Philly, but – People want to play – what happened to the payback, the home field advantage? When you say, all right, I'll bust your ass in Philly, now I'm going to go to Denver and bust your ass in front of your crowd. So now in Denver, they're giving all uh, missing missing persons posters and shit about Embiid because they hip to it now. They can't wait to see Embiid, but he won't come there. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all. You can uh, talk to the judgmentals on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok and YouTube at PNL Judgmentals. Instagram at the two underscores judgmentals, or you can email us at pnljudgmentals at gmail.com. Or I feel, oh, I talked to the um, bargain brother and he said that um, he was down to do an interview. Speaking of cheapskates, <laughs> <laughs> he was down to do one. And you ain't never told me about uh, um, your uncle ain't get back with you, right? Well, he smoked so much weed. You just got to find a day that he's home. You home, all right, I'm on my way, and just bring the shit and just set up and just do like an hour episode or whatever. Because mm-hmm. he's not going to say, like, this is the perfect time to come. 
All he was like, well, I got a DJ over the weekend. This and I said, it don't have to be the weekend because it's only going to be like an hour, maybe an hour and a half at, at best. He's like, all right, cool. Right. He's one of those, he's, like I said, he smokes so much weed and drinks. So and we just got to like set it up. I call him. He down there. All right, you ready to go? And then we just go. Right. And I asked uh, Chase and um, he just gave me a thumbs up on, mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram. I don't know what that means on the Instagram streets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I that just mean cool. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Well, I just let it go after that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else? Uh, mm-hmm. well, all right, Joe. Oh, I did talk to Lou, and Lou was like, he was down to do another episode too. That was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. We need to do one because he had to leave. Mm-hmm. Really story. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Successful, but stressful, all the change.